Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. <laughs> I'm Inessa. Sorry, what was that again? I said, and I'm Inessa. <laughs> That's terrific. Um, we just concluded a, 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 as we always do, because, you know, we are really, yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're dedicated to the process <laughs> and we're, we're kind of perfectionists when yeah. it comes to audio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, we once again proved uh, demonstrably, quantitatively that uh, you talk quietly. Quiet, yeah. I don't know why. I talk quieter than Brian. We did an, our extensive uh, sound check. And uh, I'm unquestionably quieter than Brian. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm quieter than Brian. I don't know why. I'm trying my best, people. Working my ass off. Okay, terrific. We are talking about uh, the X-Men. For anybody yes. who's confused as what we're doing here, this uh, podcast is what it says on the tin, mostly what it says on the tin. We yeah. talk about the X-Men for about, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, then we just kind of randomly ramble uh, because this has ceased to be a podcast, uh, at least for me anyway. And it is more an audio diary. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that. Like Let's, the. Sorry, mm. I'm eating a piece of. Oh bread. yeah, yeah. So um, let, you finished chewing your guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 use uh, like the Native Americans. We use all parts of the Hanukkah gifts. <laughs> we found some old Hanukkah gelt in our includio. <laughs> and because <laughs> because we are disgusting savages. You, what you said, what, not these exact words, but what I heard was, hey, Brian, I've got some old stale chocolate that I found in the back of our closet. Do you want to eat it? Yeah. To which I said. And Brian said yes. Yes. Okay. I do so want to I'm going to pop some gelt into my mouth uh, and tell them what issue uh, we're, we're doing or something else. And, and actually, I've got a, 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 an administrative announcement before we get into the meat of the issue. Uh, we are doing issue 238, the thrilling conclusion of the Genosian uh, four-part series, which Brian will now quickly summarize. Uh, I will not quickly summarize this. I will say, that's fabulous, Gelt. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? You know, like, like, Gelt kind of tops out at... Maybe just you know ninety five percent of a Hershey bar. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. But the, I, I'm I'm pretty astonished by yeah. how well that has held together. Yeah, it came all the way from Israel. Astonished and a little concerned. I bought it in December. It's not that old. It's chocolate. You bought it in December. Mm-hmm. I bought yeah, it like when at, you the, it, at the beginning of December. When do you figure the chocolate was made? Probably not. Th- I mean, I think they probably <clears> make <throat> it like fresh for every Hanukkah, right? Okay, I thought they even be... say like fresh for every order. Like, oh, oh, uh, the Fanons just asked for their chocolate. <laughs> We'd better start. No, they yeah. don't. I mean, it would be nice yeah. if they did, but I think I don't think that they like. I'm. A, they don't sell it's it. A Hanukkah, yeah, it's a okay, Hanukkah. Yeah, Hanukkah thing, fine. right? So if it was made for, I mean, I don't know. Something must happen with all the gelt that's left over, but probably somebody eats it in their closet. Probably, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think they made this fresh for this year's Hanukkah. So it's not actually this old, that okay. old. Um, unrelated to chocolate or Hanukkah, mm-hmm. we are doing issue number two hundred thirty-eight. I said that. Correct, you did. This is <laughs> my apologies. Um, this is episode number one hundred fifteen of the podcast. Holy shit! So you know what I did this morning? There were number several things were wrong. <laughs> you fucked up a couple things, yeah. Oh, oh boy, did I! <laughs> so uh, this is something that I noticed a while ago, and I thought that I'd figured it out uh, that the, the episode numbers were, were, were out of sync. That was. 
true, but it was even worse than that. There was an episode that it's we an episode forgot. That you never published, right? Or... There's a few that we never did, but there's a one. There was one from January 2023, about a year ago, that we mm-hmm. never uploaded, and that has fucked everything up. Oh my god! Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, well, but weirdly, so that was like issue 218, I think, which which is now up, and you can listen to it. You hear that, fans, listeners? <laughs> Listen to a year old yeah. episode. Now you can all stop sending us email about how the numbering is off. <laughs> yes. So I, I fixed that, uploaded that yeah. that episode. It, the episode count was like still pretty fucked up. Um, oh, I know what it was. Somehow, like the errors canceled out at some point. <laughs> you recorded. Apart you from the fact that there was another one that, yes, I had not uploaded. There was one that was on Spotify that said that it was issued 236, but it was actually issued two. No, it said it was issued 235, but it was actually 236. Issue 235 is up. 236 is up. 237 is up. Okay. Issue. These are issue numbers, not episode numbers. Right. Because that's. Yeah, no, that's. That does my fucking yeah, head yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the episode titles are always the issue number. Because there's another podcast. I don't want to pick on them because. They us, probably X-Men. have more listeners than we do. Yeah. Oh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, <laughs> like and also, would. yeah, I don't want them to come after us. But, but, um, and also, us X Men podcasts need to stick together. We but do. What they do is they the, the episode titles are always the number of the episode, and I have no idea what fucking issue yeah. they're doing. So it's like episode eighty nine. We're going to be reviewing issue number one hundred and twelve or some shit, and I can't keep up with it. Yeah. Bottom line, and, and there's a great punchline. But bottom line, <laughs> bottom line, um. We're correct as of this morning. I spent at least an hour on that, probably more. You I, were I don't in there remember. For a long time. Oh yeah, it was a long fucking time. Here's here's the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> Once I have your attention, you have my attention. There was an episode that we released where we talked about it being our 100th episode, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. It was our 101st episode. <laughs> That's awesome. The, the, the overachievers. The, the episode title remains unchanged. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we recorded 100 episodes. <laughs> I can't either because we had already done that. That's awesome. <laughs> and with a zero fanfare, oh, our 100th yeah. episode uh, passed without comment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that one day the kids, uh, you know, while we're still alive and well, uh, decide that they're going to this, gonna yeah. listen to this uh, stupidity that we've uh, that we've created. Yes, yeah, a very uh, constructive and, stupidity. Yeah. Um, the opposite of stupidity is this issue. And, and I, that that's all that I had prepared was I just wanted to bring people up to speed on, on everything. By um, people, you mean me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And our, our legions of fans. Yeah, we, we don't want to we don't want to shame. No. Because. I, I, I can't thread this needle. Let's acknowledge the fact that nobody's listening to this, but people actually are. I don't want them to feel ashamed. I mean, we're self-deprecating. We are. But Thank you for listening, if you're listening. And you shouldn't feel ashamed no, about no, listening to this. You should feel proud. Yeah, we, we we don't even feel ashamed about oh, recording I mean, it. We're happy to record. Yeah. yeah we're oh, always yeah. excited when we're both home at the same time on a Sunday, so we can. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. Okay. So we can do this. Yeah. Um, can you kick us off with the issue? Yes. The, and recap... Yeah, I actually found it had been a little bit too long mm-hmm. um, since I had looked at the last one. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm talking into the microphone. Um, it had been a little bit too long since I had looked at the last one. And so I was I had forgotten a little bit. Sorry, I don't have it open, so I have to find it here. Um, um, you take my iPad. Okay. We'll swap. 
Hand me yours, please. Thank you. All right. So we open with uh, this little girl that we learn is Madeline Pryor uh, in her mind. And she's having some sort of like, this was confusing to me and I didn't have time to go back and reread it. She's having some sort of like a brain inside of her brain conversation with the with the engineer. Yeah. Right. And uh, we see her sort of soon to be new form that she's going to be in for for Inferno, which is, I guess, coming up according to this book. Oh, yeah. When when you say the form, you mean the costume. The costume is outrageous. Oh, heavens, yes. (laughs) I mean, of all the costumes that we have seen so far in this uh, in this thing, you know, it started out kind of like super fun, kind of a you know, cool, like, 70s... Uh, it's sort of campy, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no, but her costume is... Uh, I mean, why even have a costume? <laughs> just... <laughs> I, like, I, I think just this to... is this is going to be as tasteless <laughs> and uh, objectifyably... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's like you know what I'm saying. Is she warm all the time, except that her arms are cold, so she needs something that's like only oh long God. sleeves. <laughs> There's no other. It's just sleeves. Yeah. It's, it, like, try to cover my nipples, but if you can't, eh, that's okay. It's okay, we'll just. Do- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, she's having this sort of uh, back and forth with the engineer. Um, I've already sort of forgotten what what the the gist of that is. Yeah. Um, She's imprisoned, and then we kind of cut to Philip, uh, what's his name, the engineer's son. He's with Rogue, who's actually Carol Danvers and Wolverine. They take him on this mutant train, I suppose, yeah. right? And they end up in, like, the the, the, the mutant, like, uh, The mutant, basically, village, concentration right? camp. They, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, huh. Never really. <laughs> it's like never really thought about where they all went at the end of the day. Right. I thought they just went home, and you know, and, and Wolverine is just fucking pissed off. Like he's oh, yeah, really yeah. He's mad pissed at him. Off the yeah, whole time. he's very, very aggrieved. There is a, a great exchange here. I'm going to going to try to find it. Oh, and, um, and Madeline Pryor at one point says, "I am what I am," which is always a you know I like when they say that because that's like a, a Bible. It's like a Popeye a Bible. It's not a Popeye thing. It's a Bible. I am thing. what I am. I mean, Popeye said it too, but I think God said it first. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, uh, what I was always taught, they naturally prefer to the company of their own kind. Oh, yeah. That I, I thought that there was a little bit more to that. Um, maybe there is on a different... But uh, even that exchange, I mean, you, you could have a whole big conversation about that. Um, and looking at it again, I wish that, that there'd been a couple more, uh, and, and maybe at this time uh, Claremont wouldn't have done it or it would have been a little bit too on the nose, but speaks to the sorting <laughs> that people do right. and right. Uh, economic opportunity and this belief that we can have a, a, as a society that oh, sure, we're absolutely equitable. It's totally a meritocracy. Well, how come... <laughs> How come there's all of your neighbors are white? Well, that's just naturally what we prefer. That's what everybody prefers. Uh, so so that I'm very happy that that line was in there. Yeah, it, it, it maybe a little underdeveloped, but um, I mean, that's just that's a fucking zinger. Yeah, man. no, it is. It yeah. is. Um, yeah. So they're walking around. They get captured because uh, 
apparently they saw Philip on the screens in his like fake mutant costume, but they Wolverine and uh, yeah. the other one did not register, and somebody had said that that he was with guards or whatever. Um, I like that by the way. That that's really cool. Yeah, that's clever. So they take them uh, prisoner, and they're on a plane flying back, I guess, to like downtown. Yeah, downtown Genosha. And there's suddenly weird weather, so you get the feeling that, you know, the X-Men, you know, there's, like, a part where the word storm is, like, in right. slightly darker letters, so you know that the, the, the rest of the X-Men are sort of uh, somehow on their way. What page or, are you on? Are you actually... I'm on, on page 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we're in the in the um, back in the prison, and Madeline is talking to Jennifer Ransom, who's being what's Ransom, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, who was a nurse who was like Philip's girlfriend, but then Dad found out that she was actually a mutant, actually a mutant, and so she's being like, uh, you know, terraformed <laughs> to uh, right. to become like a yeah. rock, you know. She's becoming a terror. She's she being terraformed so that she can terraform. Yes, <laughs> she so can she, form yes. some terror. Yeah. So, um, and you know. Uh, Madeline gives her a little, a little kind of a pep talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've lost things too. Pull yourself together. But you know, she, you can also tell that she's, uh, you know, she's pissed on on her behalf. And at the at the end, she says, um, "They take her away and they say you're going to be happy." And then Madeline sort of whispers, uh, "I'll see you all burn first. Yes, is, that's, yes, that's dark. With the with the very thick uh, squigglies for the word bubble there. Oh yeah." Um, yeah. It's another point in in her dream. I should mention, I guess, that you saw her sort of a uh, metastasize into like a phoenix like uh, creature, right. Madeline. Yeah, so that's oh. you know a, a thing that. Before that's I forget, a big deal. yeah. Before I forget, um, the the first page. I I don't know if this is deliberate or not, or, or if I'm just reading too much into it, but the uh, the splash page you know, right after the uh, the cover image, mm-hmm. that looks a lot like a. Uh, uh, commercial political commercial from the 1964 presidential campaign huh. from the Lyndon Johnson presidential campaign. I can't remember what the name. I'm going to look up the name of that. At very famous commercial. There's a young girl like sort of plucking flowers, and there's somebody giving a countdown, and then they show a nuclear bomb going Amazing. off. So like a, a vote, a vote for a, a vote for Goldwater is a vote for, for the, nuclear. Yeah, for the yeah. slaughter of, of innocent Children. girls. Uh, um, Powell does not talk about that. He does talk about that image. I don't know if you read the the thing, but he talks like it's it was in, in another, um, there was another issue of something where there was also this red-haired girl who introduced herself as Maddie Pryor, and that okay. the, the band that they mentioned, the thing that she was humming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I meant to look that up. Yeah, was also, was like, I guess, a real band, that, and the, maybe the lead singer's name was Maddie Pryor or something, so he like okay. kind of connects all those things together. So... And I wish, as always, I'm underprepared. I wish I had had time to kind of read it over a second <clears> time, but it's fine. Um, so they're in the, they bring them back to the to the fortress now, Philip, Wolverine, and Carol, and they see this baby, right? The initial baby that the whole thing started with, where the dad was like mm-hmm. trying to put the baby on the plane. And they have a conversation about this baby. The baby was like humanly conceived, which right. I guess they don't do for the mutants. And so like the engineer is all pissed off because like, how did the mutants figure out how to get out of their like weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. skin fused costumes to, to make the baby? Yeah. <laughs> and um, they talk about that for a little while. And the choices that, uh, that, you know, that, that Philip will now have to make. You know, he was sort of blissfully ignorant before, but now the, the commander, the, the woman, uh, is like, okay, now you have this sort of heavy burden of knowing what we know, 
uh, about how this place, you know, the, the truth about this place and Philip is not, you know, not feeling like he's been let in on like this wonderful secret, but, you know, feeling kind of bad about the whole thing. Yes. Um, the rest of the X-Men sneak in because Storm creates some rain. Rain. And so they like uh, have to open or close the, you know, the pod bay doors. <laughs> it's like not the scan security. Yeah, something like that. Right. The conceit here is that they can, once they get in, they don't care about badges being checked or any of that right, shit. Right, right. So then they all, there's a fight. Wolverine decides to fight, even though his his healing power is uh, is, is gone. And so yeah. he knows that if he gets injured, he will die. He's which, going to go out. Yeah, he's going to go out. Guns yeah, blazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, we see Madeline again with the, now she's naked. She's got the baby or she's got a baby. It got a little murky for The me. loss of clothing was... <laughs> Why is she naked? A head scratcher yeah. for me as well. As well, right? Then she sees the like the crash, and she feels like she's got some sort of connection to it. So I don't know. I think this is somehow also. I got the feeling from the Powell book that this is somehow also part of like the setup for the, yeah, the thing, for yeah. the Inferno. Yeah, that's going series. that's going to pay off. But why is she naked? <laughs> why is she naked? I don't know. Is she nursing <laughs> yeah. the baby? Yeah, I was confused. Yeah. As, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. And then they there's there's fighting, fighting, fighting. Then she like is is she with Havoc? Did that happen at a I don't remember. With you mean romantically. Yeah. I also had that question. Yeah. I right. mean, it, Let's wrap up the summary because we're, we're we're actually very nearly yeah, we're yes. on we're on like page twenty twenty one. Yeah, here. sort of looks that way. Then they get a hold of uh, Wipeout, who's like the the mind the the, the power <laughs> eraser. <laughs> yeah, and Psylocke <laughs> like uh <laughs> Psylocke, uh, like, uh, brain brainwashes him and uh, gives everybody their powers back. Um, then at the end, the X-Men basically say, you know, hey, Philip, you should, you should, you and your kind of terraformed, uh, mm-hmm. masculinized new girlfriend right. should uh, should come with us. It's not safe for you here. And Philip is, oh, go ahead, <coughs> bless you, yep. is like, no, I need to stay here and this is my home. I need to try to you know, kind of make this work and the X-Men are like, okay, guys, this, you know, we're going to leave. You, you can either do it his way or, you know, we're going to, we're going to come back and blow some shit up. Right. The end. The end. Right. I, I'm sure I missed stuff, but that's. No, that, no, that, um, that's actually a fabulous recap. Um, don't get me wrong. When we take the time to write them down so and make them better. funny, yeah, yeah. it is better, but this is actually not that bad. I was listening to the episode for issue 219 and we did something very similar primarily you going kind of page by page this is actually fine yeah uh it will refresh uh, our memory and everyone else's returning to madeline and alex i i i'm rusty on what's going on here mm-hmm. i don't remember them hooking up i do remember her thinking and your thought bubbles saying oh you know scott's brother is kind of hot yeah but i don't remember anything else there's got to be something yeah in like the very last issue where she's in like she's in australia she goes out shopping and she like comes back and she's got like fancy new clothes and she got her hair you know her hair did and whatever um and she mentioned something about kind of him noticing her and there's nobody there Right, and then and then that's when like Sim shows I don't remember. up. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's I, like pre Ganesha, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I don't remember. Maybe in the first sort of maybe a parallel story in the first Ganesha. Okay. Issue. Don't remember. Don't Point remember. is, yeah, there were some definite 
foreshadowings of this, but I don't recall them seeing it consummated. And also like, uh, hey, Madeline, you're buck naked. I was like, oh, it's just the way you like it, big boy. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember Alex ever being like, this is kind of weird. I mean, maybe. Yeah, no. But, yeah. No, no, and what yeah. Ha- I can't remember what happened to his girlfriend. She also became... She, she became was. Uh, somehow, uh, right? she, she was hosted by Malice, um, uh, or, or what? Not hosted, but but you know what I mean. Yeah, but I that think was she's, ages ago. Yeah, she, she's, she's kind of she's been off the board for a while. Did she come back? You cannot ask me anything about what's happening next because, as we've established, you ha- you don't know. Uh, I don't. Well, or rather, I do because thirty years later, yeah, everybody's back. Everybody comes back. <laughs> everybody's back. Nobody dies. Uh, rather. Nobody stays dead. Right, right. Yeah, Jean Grey has, uh, you know... She's like a cat. <laughs> yeah, Nine yeah basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my first... I don't know, what did you think about this one? A uh, little bit unfair for me to say because I, I, I kind of lost the momentum of this. I, I, I read it and then I reread it today. But I feel like... I know that we recorded not that long ago. I want to say we had a, a, a an episode... Like January first or something, January first or second. Say we recorded but, before MLK, but we have not oh, definitely, recorded yeah, since yeah. then. Yeah. But um, no, no, we haven't. But I, I, I feel like I, I lost all of the momentum. I enjoyed it. It's cool. There are a couple of panels of art that that I, I enjoyed, but um, because I, I lost that momentum, I didn't really feel like it had the payoff that I had been looking for yeah i think i probably agree um i know powell really loved it mm-hmm. uh he it was like one of the longer uh yeah commentaries about an issue you know it was like nearly four pages um i l- liked it i i guess to me the way that it all got tied up felt like you know like not unoriginal but sort mm-hmm. of a comic bookical like it just was that it was going to end that way because there was because it was going to end that way right they have to win um, it almost in a way that sometimes like the second to last issue is better than the last yes. one because yes. the last one has to tie up a bunch of loose ends in a particular way. And so right. it's, I wouldn't say it's exactly predictable, but it's like pretty predictable, a little predictable, which isn't always a terrible thing. I think so. Um, uh, I, 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 I hear what you're saying and I agree. Yeah. But Powell really loved it. So, right. you know, there you go. The story altogether, I, I enjoyed Yes. very much. Another note about this issue in particular, I, I did find the table setting for Inferno distracting. Mm. He liked the table setting for Inferno, and uh, he also likes Inferno. Yeah. I think maybe more than uh, the Dark Phoenix. Like, I think he finds... Whoa. Yeah. I'm I think fighting he, words. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He said, and again, I haven't read Inferno yet, and actually did not read the Dark Phoenix, right? We started, like, right after that. Both of those things, rather, only one. Or did I? We started with issue number 138. We yeah. have read the Dark Phoenix Saga. We have. And okay. we have an entire episode oh, about okay. it. Well, maybe I did. Yeah. Um, it's not m- memorable to me, which I know. I'm sorry. A lot of things aren't because I'm like wow. low-key senile now. Okay. Um, and we've read a lot of these things. Um, but. <laughs> We have we've read a lot of these things, but anyway, he says that like he felt that like her development as a character, Madeline, yeah, was like 
more explicable in Inferno because she, like she was, you know, her her husband left her. She doesn't yeah. know where her child is, whatever. Whereas um, the Dark Phoenix thing seemed a little bit more like I don't want to say contrived, but just like. I'm not saying myself. Okay, I'm just so, saying whatever. Fine. Let's, let's, let's put a pin in that. Yeah, and and w- once we're once we're done with Inferno, uh, yes, we'll we'll, we'll revisit that. that. Yes. Uh, and and these are not your views. You're, right, you're no, expressing not, something because that, obviously I don't even remember that uh, Jason Powell uh, has said. So so we will get to that when we get to that. Yes. So yeah. that's uh, yeah. I, I I think you and I are on the same page that it was uh, it was kind of good, but maybe not as like. Um, original is not even the right word. Not as unpredictable as the earlier issues of the four. Yeah. I, um, the, the, the narrative calculus of comic books mm-hmm. is that if there is a story that takes four issues to tell, that fourth issue has to be a smash, mm-hmm. I think. Um I keep wanting to go back to uh, Dark Phoenix. 137 is one of the... Uh, X-Men 137, the conclusion conclusion of the Dark Phoenix saga mm-hmm. is one of the best comic books, comic book issues, frankly, ever. Okay, now I have to go back and read it, 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 really It's, like it's absolutely out of this yeah. world. Uh, I mean, literally, it, it takes place on the moon. Um, <laughs> but it, it was really terrific and a great way to resolve the arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the conclusion, what this reader expects is for there to be a, a consistent escalation of either activity or, or, or characters or stakes or something. Um, perhaps emotionally, emotionally is not quite the right word. Uh, that That is so, as um, I'm blanking on Gene Jr.'s son. Philip. Yeah, Philip. Um, for him, everything is increasing. Everything is accelerating. Right. But... Um, I, I don't think there's enough groundwork for him to be a proxy for the audience, so that so that we get that same no, that, impact. That's a good way of putting it. Yep. Yeah. All right. I don't think I have anything else. Okay. About the uh, what I will say, I'm just going to call out one, maybe two panels that uh, worked for me. I, I I'm not a Big, big fan of uh, Silvestri. He's fine. Not one of my favorites. Um, page 14, bottom left-hand corner. The, the whole page, really, the lighting is... is, is the light is quite striking. Mm-hmm. The bottom left-hand corner with the, the engineer's eyes in shadow. Uh, I dig that. But also, um, page 13, bottom panel. Uh, that's great. The... Emphasis on, on, on lines is kind of a hallmark of the late 80s, early 90s. And, mm-hmm. and, and yes, use of lines. I'm not an artist, folks. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. But um, someone's calling me and I have to answer. Say something. Okay. Something. All right. Maybe we're back. And um, lines. I like lines. lines. And, uh, right, brief so, brief that, interruption. Yeah, yeah, brief disjointed. interruption there. Yeah. Uh, See, I don't know how to describe this, but but a, a lot of you, uh, there are a lot of lines on mm-hmm. on, on the figure, uh, and and that's page thirteen, 13. bottom panel. Wolverine, Here's yep. a case where it actually works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks very menacing and mad. Yeah, great color as well. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice blue color. Yeah, he looks he looks weary. 
Yeah, yeah. And that may be all that I have to say. Yeah, uh, yeah got nothing. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say. The name of the Lyndon Johnson ad, or it's commonly referred to as Daisy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to run it like, like on YouTube, but I think 100%. It's got to be from mm-hmm. that. Uh, maybe not 100%, but like I'm, I'm 80% sure that uh, consciously or otherwise they were informed by that image. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. You're staring at me. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm not staring at you at all. No, no now you're just looking at. Yeah, exactly. So what's surroundings next? Surroundings of our Cludio. What's next? We saw uh, the three of us, you, so me, and the son, mm-hmm. saw Memento last we night. Did. This has been. We'll come back. Uh, sorry. Um, I was going to leap from that thought directly into another. Uh, do, do we want to talk about Memento yeah, or we can talk anything about else? No, we can talk about Memento. Okay, cool. I liked it. I also liked it. I'd only <laughs> seen it once. Yeah. Um, it, I was saying, I think I said to you yesterday, like it almost brushed mm-hmm. up against that point of like Groundhog Day where it's like, I feel like I've seen the same thing. I, I wasn't sure what you meant by that. You I said that last like, night and I didn't know what you meant. I felt like it. It almost mm-hmm. did not quite start to get like, I, I don't want to like start to get a little bit like repetitive with this, you know, it's like he wakes up and then watching, you know, like it would go back in time a little right. bit every time, but then you would still see a little bit of the, yeah, there's the, overlap. A, of yeah. the overlap. Um, I felt like at, at one point I was like, we were nearly losing, losing the boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he was fidgety a little bit and whatever, but yeah, um, might have been, yeah. yeah, he, I think he didn't like it. As much, he, he he didn't care for Tenet when he first saw it. Yeah, now he, he can't he can't stop watching that thing. Yeah, but it's weird because it's it's interesting what he will take the time and effort to rewatch. Like he didn't care for Tenet, and then he went back and watched it a bunch more times, and now he loves because, it. But I'm not sure if he's going to go back and watch this again. Well, the reason why he rewatched Tenet, maybe not the reason why, but but I, I believe that this had a had an impact. I printed out a plot summary off of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And I handed it to him. It was like three paragraphs. He read it. it was like he read it. It was like, oh, that's what happened. Oh, you should do the same thing for Memento. Um, he's already learned his lesson. Learned his lesson. That sounds harsh. Um, he's already had that experience with Tenet. Uh, I, I suggested to him that he watch that. That he watch Memento again. Uh, he might. He might not. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, when I saw Memento for the first time, it was cool because I. It was like. Um... Maybe not the first movie that mm-hmm. I saw that kind of moved through time like that, but it was yeah. a very clever, interesting yeah. idea. It was terrific. I, I enjoyed it. You know, the uh, second time, it was a little bit less because, like, I I couldn't remember the exact details, but mm-hmm. I sort of generally remembered, uh, you know, what what the what the the twist or whatever was. Right. Um, so it was like a little bit less of a mind blower, but I, I enjoyed watching it again. I, I did. I did too. Um, last week when was this week before last uh son and i watched following which is christopher nolan's first feature-length film Mm -hmm. it's basically a student project um he did not like it right yeah i I don't think he did Mm -hmm. Uh, i I thought it was pretty pretty great It, it would not be all that great if it were Paul Stevenson, who never went on to direct anything else. It, right. it, it, well, I, rather, uh, that's overdoing it. The The narrative was still very engaging. And not really a spoiler, but it, it's all uh, temporarily out of sequence, mm-hmm. following is. So that was fun. Yeah. What was not impressive, like it, it, the camera work, 
was uh, nothing at all special. I mean, it's handheld camera. Right, low budget, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It it definitely shows its budget. (laughs) (laughs) What it also shows is if you've got a few thousand dollars on a camera. And an idea, yeah. Yeah, just a a banger of a script, you can make a movie. If you've got some some friends who are actors and you can shoot in their apartments... (laughs) Has he now seen all of the Christopher Nolan stuff other than Oppenheimer? No, oh. and neither have I, because Insomnia is also one that we need to watch. Insomnia. Yes. That's the name of a film directed by Christopher Nolan. Huh. Which is on Paramount, and we can get to the bottom That's of that. That's not the thing with Robin Williams, is yes, it? Yes, it is. Oh, it is the thing yes. with Robin. Oh, I would watch that. Yeah. I, yeah. I've not seen Oh, you've seen I've it. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. I saw it. Like, did I see it in a movie theater? Maybe. Maybe. When was that? Maybe. When did that come out? I uh, don't know. This isn't gripping podcasting. <laughs> you trying to remember when you saw something? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, what else have we seen? Um, we talked about poor things, or was that? Did we see that? I, I believe that we have. I want to say we have talked, talked about, about poor yeah. things. Um, I'm pulling up my letterbox diary. It has been a gangbusters January for me. Mm-hmm. Interstellar saw one I week know. ago. Yep. Um, <laughs> movie, it's really awesome. I, I, I was, next time that I see a three-hour movie, <laughs> which, by the way, is it's happening on be Saturday a... because I'm going to go see Malcolm X. Yes. And I meant to do this. I, I thought, I don't need to do this with Interstellar. But I'm going to set an alarm for like one, each each hour into the film <laughs> and like maybe even like two and a half hours so that I'll know. It, it absolutely changes my perception of the film. Interstellar, like that last, maybe even just 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, God damn, why are we not done yet? Yeah, we need to be done. <laughs> Fucking so hell. Bring it home. <laughs> yeah, so if I see it a second, t- a second time, or depending how you reckon it, a third, I, I will enjoy it more. Seeing it in a theater was awesome. Yeah. Some of those images are uh, absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean... I will watch a movie that long, but I I almost always feel like it doesn't need to be that long. That's usually my my criticism yeah. when we walk out of any movie that's like meaningfully over two right. hours. Like that just it was too long. It was too long. But the perception of length is for me a key ingredient there. For example, well, rather the general point is when there's some new shit in the last fifteen minutes. I don't like that. Right. I enjoyed poor things, but spoiler, mild spoiler. There's a sort of a curveball, like twenty minutes before the movie ends. Like, wait, there's more. Wait, what is, yeah. There's a whole other fucking thing yeah. now. I thought we were done. done. Yeah. That's it. Killers of the Flower Moon. Like two or three times. I thought, okay, this is going to be it. And, and no, you know, no. No, here we go. It's like yeah, it's a whole other I, we've been on the roller coaster for a long time. We've had a lot of fun. Now we're going back, back up, up another yeah, hill. Click, 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 click. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's so what I'm saying is that pacing is is uh, what matters. Kurosawa, and I'm thinking of a movie like Ron or Kagamusha, which are not three hours, but they're like two and a half, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are paced brilliantly. Yeah. And it's not like the time flies by, the, the, uh, especially Kugmusha is, is, is quite slow. Sw- well, 
yes, but but slow has a kind of a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, measured, the pace is, is yeah. measured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it really takes its time. Like oh, that, that's great, but it's not like. I mean, my God, like the last 30, 40 minutes of both of those movies are just one long, drawn out, awesome thing. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but also, I had this other idea. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not yeah. sure if I'm going to get a budget to make another movie. So I'm just right. going to cram this in here as well. Yeah. It, it, poor things. That, that final episode, it makes a great deal of sense. And I think that there is, uh, narratively and, and in terms of what the film is trying to express, it... it if not necessary, then certainly relevant. But you could have, you could have gotten the audience to prepare for that. Yeah, a little we, better. Just didn't, that last bit was really not. You, I mean, you, none of that movie was necessary, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that whole movie I'm did not to think, need like, like, to exist. When you you're wrong, or rather, I disagree with you quite strongly. But you you you, had, you were checked out. Well, like twenty minutes into that movie. <laughs> I mean, I just, I didn't care for it. I know, I know. Yeah. Speaking of watching uh, more movies, more independent movies, um, as we as we know, beginning last year, Brian is being very deliberate about watching movies. Yes. Um, we saw you hurt my feelings, and now you get to have this awesome experience of watching a mainstream film. Actually, this is going to be terrible when we do like Fred and it moves or something like that, because you are going to have loads more opportunity to say, wait, where do I know them from? <laughs> um, to be as men, uh, wait, to be as- oh, Owen Teague. Sorry. Owen Teague was in, you hurt my feelings. He's, he plays the son. Yeah. He will be the lead actor in the next planet of the apes movie oh, okay. because big budget movies. Do you know where they get their actors? They get them from these small fucking independent movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the more great. of these, you either have like a big actor going slumming in one of these independent movies. Right, right. Slumming is harsh. Yeah. Julie Louise Dreyfus is, I'm sure. Hey, yeah. I can do the MC. I'm sure she's listening. I've yeah. got more than one lane, she's bucko. Yeah, she was yeah. great. Oh, she's that, fabulous. I love, I love that movie. I've thought about that a lot since we. Yeah, you hurt my feelings. Is great. Yeah, if you're not, if you haven't seen that, uh, especially if you're like. Married, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, you were gonna say, I, I thought you were going to say white. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say white. I'm going to say married. I think anybody can watch that movie, but yeah. uh, it's a white movie. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Uh, it is fine. One of it the is things... fine. Yeah, we, we had that whole conversation yeah, yeah. the next morning yeah. about that. Not, yeah. not specifically one of the things that I liked specifically about it. But, but let's just get this out of the way. We don't think that all movies should be white. No, but it, just that it was like, it was a story that she wanted to tell yeah, about yeah, a particular yeah. group of people. Yeah. And it didn't feel the need to cram in a lot of like, it was just, it didn't feel the need to cram in a lot of like messages right, or right. morality or cultural sort of uh None of that ideas. stuff was shoehorned in. There no. was no checking a box right. to make sure that, now, again, to emphasize Love representation and, 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 and love to, to see something that looks like the world as a whole. At the same time, the fact that the film did tell a story from this microcosm right. unapologetically felt a little refreshing. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. It did, for sure. I, yeah. Like, that was that was one. Of, I mean, I love the yeah. story, and I feel like it, it gives a very, like, truthful representation sometimes yeah. of, of being married to someone for a long time. Right. Um, By the way, I saw Godzilla minus one thought the same thing. That it gave a faithful representation of being married to someone for a no, long time. No, no, no. Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Uh, back on, <laughs> on representation. Oh, Not a it. single white person in that movie. Yeah. 
because very often once I'm making they get, a really really terrible joke once they get that uh the focus of the, that sort of uh representation focus it's sometimes it just it feels it like it can be distracting yeah well and it, it also feels like sometimes they just feel like they're done Yes. Right. Yes. Like, okay, it, it, we've got... it sort of it sort of dilutes. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. got the sort of a multi uh, uh cast, and you know, we're telling a story that that you know is this sort of a cultural morality tale, right. and uh, and that's what else do you people want? Right. We're done. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah. You and I would love to see. I'd love to see. I mean, not just Godzilla minus zero, but I'd love to see a, a movie set in America where there is not a single white person. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and by the way, those exist. Of course they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I want to see more of them. But yeah, that was a you hurt my feelings was was super good and uh, everyone should go see it right now. I skipped right past the significant point that you were making once we clear that speed bump of representation. A film about a long-term marriage. Yes, it was fabulous yeah. with that. Um, that's not something that I think I see very often. Right. Um where those difficulties, those conflicts, and, and the way that some of those patterns can be just as corrosive as they are supportive, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was really real. It was it was pretty raw. Yeah, it was pretty raw. Yeah. It was. And the only, I think, criticism that you had, which I think is fair, is like, the resolution felt pretty quick. Yes. But it was, you know, it's a movie, right? So it's right. like, and technically, I guess you don't actually know how much time has actually passed. It's unclear how much time, I think... Um, I think you're actually quite wrong. Okay, I maybe, think. maybe I am. Um, but it does there's even like a, a like a title, like you know, one year later or something. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a year. That's, um, a lot of, that's actually a long the, time. The, the, what I'm referring to is there is a scene where the two of them talk it out in a very, very good, very authentic. Right. But it almost felt like at the end of that scene, like, wait a minute, there's no right. fucking yeah, way. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, did we? I don't know if you and I talked about this, but another really. Uh, powerful moments of, of actually representing a long-term marriage, not in a healthy, positive way, but like the Sopranos, the uh, season four uh, season finale. Do you remember that one? We're like, all right. So Tony buys this house on the beach and it's like, this is going to be the place where the family goes to vacation and blah, blah, blah. And he and Carmela have this just like massive argument in front of that thing. Watch it. Yeah. It is difficult watching because it is very, very real. Yeah. But it is, among the reasons why it's great, it takes about 15 minutes mm-hmm. of screen time. Now, you and I have had arguments, forgive me for saying this on the record, we've had arguments that last way longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, but we've never... Not often. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we, we've had some pretty awful fights. We've so. had, I don't know, it, I mean... Maybe I'm I don't want to. I don't want to overdramatize. But. In, in my, to my mind, we've had more situations. We've had very few sort of like really raised voice arguments. Oh uh, yeah, of that sort. You know, that's well, we're usually, not like kind of shouty people. No, we're not shouty yeah. people. Um, you know, we've had more where like you know one of us or the other will you know just disappoint the other one in some way, and, and yeah. uh, you know, and, and it takes some period of time for that to sort of uh, yeah. work itself out. More than like a Soprano style screaming match, which I don't not sure if we've <laughs> ever actually. Maybe we have. The, the volume of the voice is not really the headline. Right. Um, what I mean is, you and I will have discussions about something, you know, some disagreement. In, in 15 minutes, we could easily get to 15 minutes. My point is, 15 mm-hmm. minutes of screen time for a television is a fucking eternity. Mm-hmm. But they did it 
and actually let it play out. Mm-hmm. And that's another, that one's like way more difficult mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, how, how that pair managed to, to stay together is a mystery to me. Right. It's a mystery to me. They fucking wrote them. Yeah. Uh, the writers were doing that. But that that's um, about the only other example uh, that I can think of. And yeah. 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 rambling a little bit here. No, that's fine. Um, I'm not sure if I have loads. I think we've seen a, maybe one or two other things, but we should probably, I think we're probably close to our normal ending time. Yeah, just about. Um, I'm content to be done. We'll be done. And we will see you all, or you will hear us uh, next. Yeah, coming next week with uh, issue number 185 and episode number 1,000. Yeah. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.